Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Kevin Jackson Radio Show. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. I really hadn't jumped in on this whole Scott Adams deal. I did invite him to our upcoming event on April 21st and 22nd in Phoenix. Haven't heard back yet. And it's the C Seeking Educational Excellence Vision Summit on race. And we've got some amazing thinkers coming to the event. But anyway, going back to Scott Adams, I, I just know he's not a racist. And uh, when I saw this, they said, and I'm reading this from NPR, the fallout was sparked by a YouTube live stream posted on February 22nd where Adams referenced a Rasmussen poll that found that only a slim majority of black Americans agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. Adams went on to accuse black Americans of being a hate group and advise white people to get the hell away from them. Now I would say to you, while the, the, Inference, if you will, of the language might not have been the best. That doesn't constitute hate. If somebody doesn't like me and you said, Kevin, these guys, group of Mexicans over here don't like you, you should probably just get the hell away from them. Or I say that I don't they don't like me, so I'm just going to get the hell away from them. I don't consider myself part of a hate group. Welcome, folks. Kevin Jackson's here listening to the Kevin Jackson Network. The power of speech and the power of being black in America. Oh, this is where this reminds me. See, that's a statement anybody should make. If white people don't like me, what do you think black people would say? They'd say, well, just, Kevin, just stay the hell away from them. How, do, how many times have black people talked about separating from whites, uh, setting up their own, you know, our own or whatever? I'm not a person that believes in black and white per se, but setting up black only this or black only that. How many times have black people said it, done it? How much white racism is there out there today? Let me tell you, folks, if you're getting squeamish, if your sphincter is quivering over this conversation, you are part of the problem. What Scott Adams said was in no way incendiary. If some group of people don't like you and you say, look, I would just say to white people, stay away from black folks. I'd say that in a New York minute. I wouldn't even hesitate. But I will tell you this, if you're white, you do hesitate, don't you? Don't you? Because they've gotten you to the point where you can't stand up for the white race. If you do, you're a white nationalist, you're a white supremacist. What they want is for you to have one way of thinking. Are you ready for it? White guilt. That's the only thing white folks are allowed to think. You're listening to this program. Many of you are shaking your head going, yep, yep, yep. You don't have the guts to say it because of exactly what happened to, to Scott Adams, where they took all of his Dilbert things down. That's what he's known for. You know what Scott Adams is known for? Scott Adams is known for calling out corporate culture, calling out the bosses who take too much from their employees, the, that that 
crazy manager of yours who was demanding but an idiot, etc. He made fun of corporate America. In fact, quite frankly, he he was somewhat, I don't want to say anti-capitalist, but he certainly pointed the finger at the bad parts of capitalism, which, by the way, means he pointed the finger at leftism. Because there isn't anything bad about capitalism. Capitalism, there are things that make it bad, and it is leftist. If you hire leftists, your capitalist company will suffer. Anyway, I, I grew up in my corporate life looking at some of the things that Scott Adams wrote and uh, his Dilbert ca- cartoons, and you'd go in somebody's office, and sure enough, on the, the little cork board, there'd be a cartoon cut out of a Dilbert thing that fit their situation. And I don't know much about the guy, except that I think he came from corporate America and he, he was observant as a pseudo comedian. It said, look at how people behave. We've documented it. We know about the Peter principle and affirmative action hirings and things like that. I can only imagine how much trouble Scott Adams gets into these days. I haven't read Dilbert in years, but I can only imagine how much trouble he gets into when he's talking about the new Guatemalan midgets that had to get hired because of some affirmative action BS or some diversity, inclusion, and equity die program. But what's funny is this man has gone his entire life. Nobody's ever accused him of being a racist. I will bet you money this guy hangs out with black folks. He's he's having routine conversations. And you know what he did? I mean, all his life, he's having these routine conversations with black folks, white folks, Latinos, Asians, etc. And he says, if some group doesn't like you, get the heck away from them. You can't say that about blacks. I don't care if it's black thugs that want to beat you up, take your car, uh, steal your girl or whatever. You better not tell you. Don't you tell me you want to get away from me. Kevin Jackson, folks, to you listening to. He, he posted another tweet that said something like, if you didn't know the, that removing parts of a video clip can not only be misleading, but complete, completely reverse the meeting. Some examples. Covington Kids hoax. I think that's the one where that Nick guy, the, I forget his name, but the Indian dude was like in the guy kid's face and he the kid didn't do anything. And he ended up suing like CNN. I, I, I think that's that case. And the media made this kid out to be a pariah. He'd done nothing. But some indigenous little white boy, blah, blah, blah. Injecting disinfectant hoax. I'm guessing that was saying that Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump said that Clorox, you see where I was going with that, right? Clorox and Clump and Trump. Yeah, got it. That Donald Trump was telling people to inject Clorox. I'm, I don't know if all these are what he was referring to because there's some next one I didn't even know about overfeeding koi in Japan. Don't know what that's about. Now he mentioned fine people hoax. Yeah. So I, that one I believe is related to Charlottesville, right? Charlottesville where he said there are fine people on both sides of the issue, but he didn't, Donald Trump is he. And he says, uh, but I don't, he doesn't support white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't play that part because they were, the left were trying to get rid of Trump. Here's my point, folks. 
if you can't have an open and honest discussion about race, if you tell me, it, it happens to me all the time, Kevin, white leftists, I mean, a black leftist say, you know, you're Uncle Tom, I'm fine. I, I don't have anything to do with them. I don't want anything to do with them. I disassociate from them. It's cool with me. This whole situation is volatile if we let it continue to fester. We'll be back. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. And it didn't cost us a dime. Bottom line, we don't have to worry about this one, right? Well, I, you know, obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. That, folks, was one of the first interviews that Fauci the fraud had on the Chinese Wuhan virus that happened on January the 20th of 2019. And what I want to do is, and you're going to have to indulge me here, we're going to be playing some things about Fauci, some then and nows, some different things, that comments that he's made, just as a reminder to you of how evil this little guy is and what happened? Because let me tell you, if you were to go back and you looked at, you listened to Fauci and the interviews that he did, and you follow the money, you will find out what we already know. And here's what Jim Jordan proves, and what what's been the latest controversy. This is what we've proven: is that Fauci made phone calls to people to reset the narratives, and then he paid them off with American taxpayer dollars. So when you hear of these so-called experts on climate change or anything else, understand this. Somebody like Fauci, some bureaucrat, makes a phone call and suddenly the narrative changes. You want to buy that new boat? You want to get that new house? Here's the money. Now, before I play that clip, I want to remind you of something else. Because you may be getting an email from my team. There are people out there who have character. There are people out there who will not sell out for money, no matter how much. And you happen to be listening to one of them. And what I say to folks is this. You are free to do what you want with your your ducats, <laughs> with your money. But when you find people who are willing to step up and say the things that you won't say, do the things that you won't do, all to protect you, you must figure out a way to help them. It may not necessarily be monetary. I don't know what your skill set is, but you should help. And I'm going to always put this call out to say to our folks, figure out a way to do some little thing each and every day for the warriors that are out. Let me put it this way. If I were a Navy SEAL in the field and you had a lifeline, think of it as was that movie uh, Hunt, Hunger Games where you're watching the game. And you're seeing the person you're rooting for and they get wounded and you need to send them antibiotics. Would you be sending them antibiotics? Because that's essentially it, folks. We're in a war. You're listening to me come onto this radio show every day and talk about this war and talk about how we're fighting it and giving you ammunition. 
You got to figure out a way to help. Because being in a, a, a cocoon, being in a, this isolation because of social media, you know, and all the pressures that these put, put, people put on us is not going to help our cause. We must elevate. It's funny. So we've got a big event coming up in April and I forced my team to do it because we've got to do these things. And here's the interesting part. So we've got Charles Love and Chris Harris, who are from my team, two guys I got on Fox. We're trying to get Charles a a fellowship at the Heritage Foundation, a bright thinker. We're introducing Lawrence Johnson, an amazing writer, a good thinker. Uh, He lives here in, in Arizona. We've got Michael Cohen who used to write under the name of Cobb. He just came back from Oxford Union. This guy's going to blow your mind. We've got probably 10 young black speakers that I bet you haven't heard of. And by the way, I I call Michael Bowen. I call him Thomas Sowell meets Jordan Peterson. Just to give you an example. Now, I'm a pretty discerning guy. I will tell you this. Michael, I, I, I don't know that I can hold a candle to this guy. I'm being honest with you. And I'm proud to say that it's okay, because you know what? Here's the thing. Michael's not that funny, (laughs) so he's not going to deliver what I deliver. But I don't have a problem promoting the next Thomas Sowell because I don't have any. There's no ego here. I'm happy to tell you I may have found somebody who is so much more bright than I am. What a wonderful thing to say. And there are many others. We're going to introduce you to some young cats. I'm talking about 20, 25, 30-year-old people, young black conservatives you haven't met. You're not going to see them at CPAC. You will next year after, you know, uh, Matt and, and Mercedes decide they want to steal them away. But you're, they don't go, they're not looking for them. There are people like us that are looking for these warriors, people who are willing to stand and fight with you. And people who have amazing intellect, they can go toe-to-toe with any of these so-called white leftist PhD types and destroy them. I was talking to one of my donors the other day. I said, look, while I'm happy that the Charlie Kirks and the Ben Shapiros are out there, but they're getting people after they've gotten their big social media followings. Who are they discovering? Isn't it time we start discovering people and putting them out there in a good way? People who can hold their own no matter what. By the way, I'm going to be playing a thing about with Jordan Peterson. Maybe we already did. Did we do that? But I'm going to I'm going to talk about Jordan Peterson. He got stumped recently. And it just drove me crazy because I wish the guy Jim Jeffries was the guy named. I wish Jim Jeffries had been interviewing me when he interviewed Jordan Peterson. So I'm going to do a thing on that. Uh, here very soon. Anyway, let me all right, let me go back to Fauci. So what we're going to do is we're going to play clips of Fauci, uh, clips of people talking about Fauci and setting the what's been going on. And then I want to take you through kind of a lineage of what he said and what he's done over the past few years. Because as I mentioned in earlier in the broadcast, I asked pick one person to prosecute and, you know, for what they've done. And overwhelmingly, people picked Fauci. I picked Adam Schiff, but people picked Fauci. Anyway, here, here's the beginning. I think this is Jim Jordan explaining Fauci's lies. Oh, my producers say it's too long. I tell you what, let's do this one. Let's do Fauci on uh, natural immunity. And just, just real quickly, um, there was a study that came out of Israel about natural immunity. And basically the headline was that natural immunity provides a lot of protection, even better than the vaccines alone. Um, 
how, what, are, what are people to make of that? So, so as we talk about vaccine mandates, there are, I get calls all the time. People say, I've already had COVID. I'm protected. And now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case to them? You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. That's something that we're going to have to discuss regarding the durability of the response. The one thing the paper from Israel didn't tell you is whether or not as high as the protection is with natural infection, what's the durability compared to the durability Mm. of a vaccine? So it is conceivable that you got infected, you're protected, but you may not be protected for an indefinite period of time. So I think that is something that we need to sit down and discuss seriously because you very appropriately pointed out it is an issue. If she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine if she really has the flu. She right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it's, the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. has to end here. Uh, actually, it's just gotten started. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. Well, first on the, on the COVID issue, understand that on January 31st, 10.32 p.m. 2020, so right at the get-go, Dr. Fauci gets an email from Dr. Christian Anderson, which says, virus looks engineered, virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. The next day, he gets another email from Dr. Gary. Now, these are doctors he's handed out our tax dollars to over the years. Dr. Gary's email says, I don't know how this happens in nature. It would be easy to do in a lab. That same day, February 1st, 2020, so again, right at the start, that same day, Dr. Fauci organized is a conference call. Him and Dr. Collins get on there with Dr. Gary, Dr. Anderson, all these other virologists. They get on there, and three days later, everybody changes their story. The same guy who said this would be easy to do in a lab says, oh, now you're crazy if you think it came from a lab. The same guy that says, I don't know how this, that, that this would, uh, that this doesn't, that looks engineered, he changes his story. And then the kicker is, Three months later, those same two doctors, Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, get a several million dollar grant from Dr. Fauci to continue their research. So the, the fundamental question is, why was Dr. Fauci so consumed with making sure the narrative wasn't about the lab? I think it's because they were doing gain-of-function research there. He didn't want that out. And, and that was the narrative that everyone on the left bought into, even though the facts and common sense, maybe most importantly, pointed to the lab leak theory. I mean, it's, it's, this is something that we should all agree on. Yeah. Let's get to the bottom of this disease, this, this you know, virus that killed 7 million people across the world. I don't understand the media immediately going with this Democrat narrative and the CCP narrative rather than forcing for an investigation. Yeah, why not just just give us the facts, be transparent with us, but understand with this virus, they have told us all kinds of things that turned out to be false. I mean, they, they told us it didn't come from a lab. Now, again, it looks like they, it sure did because the Department of Energy, FBI, everyone says it came from a lab. Now, they said it wasn't gain-of-function research. Sure looks like it was. They said it wasn't our tax dollars used at that Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yes, they were through eco health they went there and then of course they told us that the vaccinated couldn't get it the vaccinated couldn't transmit it they told us that 
There was no such thing as natural immunity. This would be the first virus in history where there's no such thing as right. natural immunity. So time and time again, they told us things that were not accurate. The, I, again, the, the fundamental question is why? What was the – was it politics motivating them or what? Um, but I always tell people – I always say we're Americans. We're big boys and girls. We can handle it. Right. It's supposed to be a government of the people, by the people, for the people. So tell we the people the truth. Mm. Quit trying to, to – quit, quit lying to us. One. Welcome back, folks. Kevin Jackson here. As Jim Jordan said, the fundamental question is why. And I can tell you why. Control and your money. Power for them in controlling us, the American people, and getting us to actually pay to keep them in power to control us. (laughs) Sounds really antithetical, but that's what we were doing. And that they were testing us. Welcome back. Look at, did you hear the litany of lies that Jim Jordan chronicled just blip, 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 just lie after lie after lie? And as I mentioned, I, look, I'm going to tell you something right now. If we only covered the lies of Fauci and we chronicled the timeline of his lies, it would blow you away. I could do a week's worth of shows on that. Here's what somebody wrote. Hit by an expert report concluding that COVID likely leaked from a lab, out of Fauci dodged by saying, we may never know the origins of the pandemic, but that we must all keep an open mind to all possibilities. Do you believe this little fraud wants you to believe that he, oh, let's keep an open mind. And as Maria Bartiroma said in the interview with Jim Jordan, how could these people not even allow us to propagate the concept that this was potentially leaked from the Wuhan lab of virology in China. And of course, the answer is because Fauci and the NIH are working with them. Folks, I want you to understand our government was working with the Chinese, supposedly our mortal enemy on bioweapons that gets unleashed on the American public. And in order to cover up what they were doing, doing gain-of-function research and funding these guys, they sold us a lie that cost us trillions of dollars. That's where we are. Let me give you this. uh, It goes on to say this. Pathetic, disingenuous bull. Fauci has a mile-long track record of utter closed-mindedness about COVID's origins going back to the very start of the pandemic. And as Jim Jordan laid out, he completely changed the narrative. There were people that were telling him, look, this thing looks like it was, you've paid us money to tell you the truth. It looks like this thing was a lab-born, you know, pathogen. This is not created in nature. And then, as Jim Jordan pointed out, only days later, and we talked about this too, by the way, only days later, these guys changed their tune. And when I say change, I'm not talking about a slight modification. I'm talking about blatantly, overwhelmingly changed from what they sent to Fauci and said publicly. They completely changed. And then what happens? They get millions of dollars. Kind of reminds me of, well, let me see, the Bidens and the Chinese and these classified documents. Kind of reminds me of mm, the IRS, um, the gun runners, you know, for Fast and Furious. Uh, what else? I mean, what else? Everything that these talk, these people talk about, cli- global climate change, the experts, the, the science is in. No, the science has been paid for. Hunter Biden's laptop. 51 former intelligence experts got paid. Don't let, let me finish the sentence for you. Got paid. 
got told what to say. That's where we are in this country. Liars willing to say anything. You're telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine or have had the infection are spreading the infection? If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, it's not a vaccine and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let's get down to the facts. I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals, but being a fully vaccinated person, the chances of my getting infected in an indoor setting is extremely low. And that's the reason why in indoor settings now, I feel comfortable about not wearing a mask. We, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In our health lead, we now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in a lab. NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute. The National Institutes of Health acknowledged that it funded research of a virus that was studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The experiment unexpectedly, we're told, made a bat coronavirus more contagious than the original naturally occurring one. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. And I do not retract that statement. A new letter raising questions about experiments in a Wuhan lab. What was, let me finish. Take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And, And Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. For years, the National Institutes of Health provided grant money to the EcoHealth Alliance Research Group, which conducted experiments with bat coronaviruses in Wuhan, China. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know. a minute. It didn't I come can... from the lab, but all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You... And there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. National Institute of Health admitted this week that it funded controversial gain-of-function research using coronaviruses at a lab in China at the epicenter of the pandemic. Contradicting claims from Dr. Anthony Fauci that American tax dollars never paid for that kind of research. I have not lied before Congress. I have never lied Certainly not before Congress. Case closed. Effective. The mRNA vaccine. We have two vaccines that are really quite effective. The mRNA vaccine, highly effective. Extraordinarily efficacious. 94 to 95 percent for mild to moderate disease and virtually 100 percent efficacious. Because the real world effectiveness is even more impressive than the results of the clinical trial. And Dr. Fauci, lastly, we know the best way to keep safe is to be vaccinated. But what are your guidelines for the upcoming holidays? Will you be giving out Halloween candy? What do we do Thanksgiving, Christmas and the other holidays? 
Well, Martha, I believe strongly that, it, it, particularly in the vaccinated people, if you're vaccinated and your family members are vaccinated, those who are eligible, and that is obviously very young children and not yet eligible, that you can enjoy the holidays. You can enjoy Halloween, trick-or-treating, and certainly Thanksgiving with your family and Christmas with your families. That's one of the reasons why we emphasize why it's so important to get vaccinated, not only for your own safety, for that of your family, but also for the good of the community to keep the level of infection down. When you do that, there's no reason at all why you can't enjoy the holidays in a family way, the way we've traditionally done it all along. Well, there you have it, folks. Just a sampling of the lies told by that fraud. We'll be back. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. The Kevin Jackson Radio Show. Con Kevino Jacksones. I don't blame Fauci. I think he did the best he could. Everyone picks on him. No one knew where this was going. So many freaking variants. The B5, B6, I don't give a f- <laughs> You can't keep up with him, man. You got to go on with your life. It's a tricky mother. I mean, Fauci, he's like, uh, you know, he, first he was like, you get your two vaccines. And you dance in the street, you walk about with your life. Recently he said, okay, we missed it by a little bit, all right? You can get two vaccines, two boosters, you still get COVID. Three boosters, two more vaccines, you're getting COVID. You get another vaccine, you're still getting COVID. Buys you seven minutes of immunity, that's all you got. So now we're coming up for the daily COVID shot. Every day you go in like a B vitamin, you get your shot. By the time you get to your car, you've lost your immunity. But that's a hell of a 39 seconds. All right, folks, that was Dana Carvey of, uh, you know, you probably know him from Saturday Night Live. And he's essentially mocking Fauci and the effectiveness of these vaccines because they're not effective. But by this point, it wasn't just I mean, the people were beginning to understand that this thing was not something's wrong. We'd gone through the lockdowns and everything else. And people were beginning to wonder what's going on here. This doesn't make sense. So even hack comedian Stephen Colbert kind of jumped on Fauci a little bit around about the Deltacron variant. The good news is that most experts out there think this steep rise in Omicron will be followed by a steep decline. Right, Dr. Fauci? I would hope, I can't predict accurately because no one can, but I would hope by the time we get to the fourth week in January, end of the third week, beginning of the fourth week, that we will start see this coming down. Can you be more specific? That's like your horoscope reading. Capricorn, you will make a connection with a handsome stranger or not. Maybe we'll give you a disease. No one can predict accurately. But, sure. How are you feeling? But Omicron could be over by Groundhog's Day, which would be just in time. Because scientists in Cyprus have found 25 cases of a strain of the coronavirus that they say combines elements of the Delta and Omicron variants that they're calling Deltacron. (laughs) Deltacron, also the name of the disappointing transformer who turns into a delayed flight for Atlanta. (laughs) This... Yes, folks, it even became a joke with the left. And we find ourselves now 
learning more and more and more. And I go back to the clip I played in the previous segment with Jim Jordan talking about all of the lies that we've been told. And what do we find out? We find out that Fauci orchestrated the lies. He orchestrated them. And I don't know if you remember, but the, uh, the at one point they said, we need to have 70% people vaccinated because th- this is what we're going to need. Then we need 80%. And then, well, you know, it would be best if we had 90%. And then finally, here's where we ended up. Is it safe to say that even if 100% of people were vaccinated, this still would not be, we, we could still not eradicate this virus? Well, that depends on what's going on in the rest of the world, because we're not in a vacuum here in the United States. We hope we get the overwhelming majority of people in the rest of the world. I can tell you, if 100 percent of the people in the world were vaccinated, we wouldn't be having this conversation. There would not be an issue. Data are overwhelming. When you look at the difference between vaccinated people, particularly those who are boosted and unvaccinated people, The hospitalization, morbidity, and mortality weighs extremely heavily, multifold, among the unvaccinated. That's not necessarily the case because of the way the virus has evolved when you're dealing with the acquisition of infections. So what we need is, I think, what you're hinting at. We need vaccines that are better, that are better because of the breadth and the durability, because we know that immunity wanes over several months. And that's the reason why we have boosters. Right. But also we need vaccines that protect against infection. And those are the next generation of mucosally administered. By mucosally, we mean through a nasal administration or an oral administration. And that's what we're working very hard on to get. Lie after lie after lie. I love this particular clip we're going to play. By the way, I was going to do a timeline of Fauci lies, but I'm going to do that another time because we're going to run out of time in this segment. And there's so many. And what I'm going to probably get my producers to do is find the clips that match these things. And I'll give you an example. When uh, Fauci called the lab leak theory a shiny object that will not go away. That was April of 2020. Now, keep in mind, This is after he has uh, essentially paid off people to say exactly that. This is after people write to him and say, hey, listen, we know this probably didn't happen in nature. It happened in a lab. And Fauci says, shut up, take your money and, and say the opposite. And that's exactly what they did. But here's Fauci getting grilled. And rightfully so. And, and as I've said, folks, I use all the powers that I've learned as a little kid, which is the powers of common sense, to know this was a lie. And I still want to hear from those people who told me I was spreading misinformation when I said, number one, the stats on Wu flu are complete BS. And number two, the vaccines are dangerous. I still want to hear from those people that said, Kevin, you're spreading misinformation. You're going to kill some people. What I did was a PSA, a public service announcement, and I saved lives. I saved friends, people who listen to this program, from getting that death poke because it was common sense. All I said was, hey, folks, I wouldn't get it. I'd wait it out and get a little bit more data because it smells fishy to me. And you know what happened? My common sense worked out. 
But anyway, here's Rand Paul grilling Fauci. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply one physician in Peoria. Then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients, the people who chose that physician. But when the planner is a government official, like yourself, who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently, there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they were from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately, there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down. And not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? The, the email you're referring to was an email of Dr. Collins to me. If you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired no, magazine. No, no, no. I think in you usual did. fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you First ever object all, to Dr. Collins's characterization of them as fringe? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not fringe, they're esteemed scientists, and it would be beneath me I, I did to not do that? You responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article you, in Wired, you, you, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not publications. what went on. You, there you go again. That you was just do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. Welcome back, folks. Kevin Jackson here. You're listening to the Kevin Jackson Network, 844-551-8255. What can I say? You got a crooked government run by crooked, non-elected bureaucrats who locked us down who stole our money, who forced us to wear masks, and who will do it all over again. They are setting us up so they can do this anytime they want. And you know what it's about? It's about control, population control, people control, the whole thing. And where do we stop it? I mean, this is what you're doing right now, listening to this program, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I'm going to tell you. We can stop it. We just must be on the job. We must make this a priority. We must fight back every single day with every fiber of our being. And we cannot be lackadaisical about how we do it. It's not for us. It's for our kids. Putting an end to identity politics. And now for something completely different. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show.